0: cut off (laughs) Taylor Swift is on her way to being one of the most popular artists of this generation and maybe even in history contrary to the Beatles I guess but and of course fame doesn't come without a whole lot of controversy
1: yeah weirdest of all Jesse Waters from Fox News had on a former FBI special agent who mentioned that it was possible Taylor Swift was being used to sway votes the agent mentioned a perception optics management team and believed it was possible that they were working with Taylor Swift. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> we'll get into a little bit.
0: Of course, the Pentagon said that they were going to uh, shake it off Terrible. after the accusation emerged. They, that's their words, not mine. And the mainstream media has been criti- has been criticizing anyone talking about it. So is there any truth to this news or is it just a weird fringe
1: conspiracy theory? Yeah, so let's dive deeper into the facts and discuss how music has changed over the years. I mean, why don't we see many songs that changed our world the way they did decades ago? Maybe because people are writing things like Shake It Off. (laughs) nothing (laughs) deeper. Uh, Also, don't miss out on the live Q&A along with a meditation prayer only on Rise.TV. We'll see you out on the edge. good it's a great transition there (laughs) it was
0: and if you're listening to our uh podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, or elsewhere please leave us a five-star rating or review to help us reach even more people and remember to like follow subscribe wherever you're watching us so
1: you know ben i really thought these live shows were a safe space away from taylor swift (laughs) here we are i can't just every time I turn on the TV or something, she's there, and I can't get away from her here. You know, can't even watch football without seeing her now. No, she's everywhere, man.
0: She is everywhere. Uh, definitely everywhere. I don't know what to think about this. She, I mean, she's reached billionaire status now, so she is one of the most successful musicians of all time in the sense of like money wise. Um, I still think. I mean, I mean, you, you can, okay. There's two different things. One is like, you know, most successful, famous, whatever musician there is in history. But then there's also like musicians that changed music culture, you know, like that, like I think of like the Beatles and like, even like Nirvana and like, you know, all the seventies and 60 bands and things like that. I mean, her, like all these music, all this music coming out today and look, if you're a big Taylor Swift fan, I mean, honestly, I I find a lot, some of her songs really super catchy, but if you put like Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, like all this music today, it's kind of hard to tell who's who, if you're just like, uh, you know, I don't want to say what I really
1: think here. So I'll, I'll get attacked.
0: (laughs) No, I really think like, I mean, I, I do think her songs are super catchy. I which think she's
1: I understand people it. are a little too hard on her in some regards, and then in others, it's. But like the part of me that listens to music and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. I can't with her. Music. <laughs> I find it better
0: than listening to Lady
1: Gaga. The lyrics are so. just are like completely outrageous to me. Like, <laughs> I have no idea how she's writing songs using those lyrics.
0: Anyway, there's definitely been a major shift. We'll we'll kind of explain that, too, from when she first started to where she is
1: today. This this claim that she's an agent or something, though, which is what this show is going to be about, is really interesting because this is not the first time we've heard that actors, actresses, and or musicians could be double utilized to both gain information. And the idea behind it, just to explain it to everyone is that, well, Hey, if we've got a person with this much status and is getting into places that are not easy for intelligence agencies to get, well, why not use those people to gain intelligence at some of these like rather large parties and places that they can get into that other people cannot.
0: Right. Actually, Lindsay, can we play this clip? Um, The one that, that the former FBI guy, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, let's just show this whole clip. So he's on Jesse Walters and this is what they were talking about. Now, now I think that, I think that there's a balance between the two, between how the mainstream media is like, you know, basically they're, they're playing it off as if the FBI went to her and like recruited her on their like workforce. <laughs> that's, how, that's how the media, the mainstream media is kind of like showcasing this, but what he says is not quite that way. So let's listen to how this goes. And such,
2: you know, immeasurable amount of followers, she can potentially single-handedly swing voters because of just the amount of followers that she potentially can influence. So the answer is yes, Jesse.
0: Yeah, because when she posted the link to the vote.org, like hundreds of thousands of young Taylor Swift fans all of a sudden registered to vote. I wonder who got to her from the White House or from wherever. Who makes that initial handshake? Is it the binder? Well,
2: the administration has what they consider a perception optics management team, and those are (laughs) professionals that go out and identify those people who may be unsuspecting whether with knowledge or without knowledge, to do these type of campaigns. Now, it is possible that Taylor Swift, quite frankly, does not know that she is being utilized in a covert manner to swing voters. But the bottom line is that the Biden administration is savvy identifying how many followers and how many voters potentially she can influence with either right information or misinformation. She certainly can swing the voters
0: okay Stuart. thank you so much i now know a lot more about taylor swift than i ever wanted to know we appreciate
2: it i'm
1: with you jesse (laughs) wasn't it
0: um so i mean this is look look, and, and like this is not i'm not criticizing anything from either perspective here but i i know like when biden was campaigning he was he was joining forces with a lot of the uh
1: I think celebrities.
0: Yeah. Was it Nicki Minaj? One of the people. There was somebody like Nicki Minaj. And I can't remember. Oh, no, no. Arena Grande. I think it was. Ariana Grande. Uh, uh, Yeah. Ariana Grande. I think it was her. Because there was like a live thing that they did well it it probably wasn't live you know they're claiming it was probably live but um and basically she was just saying like oh yeah i'm supporting biden and we're here and they were like supporting some cause together you know and it's just like so it was kind of awkward and weird and lady gaga did the same thing actually so um that's why like i i don't find this kind of weird i i think the aspect is is that how everyone's swinging this as like, Oh, she's, she's like a FBI asset. And it's like, well, <laughs> he didn't actually say that. No one's claiming that. And I don't really think that's the case. Cardi B. Oh, it was Cardi B.
1: Yeah. Cardi um, B. He had like Cardi a live with her and it was the most awkward thing ever.
0: That was very awkward. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I don't think that this is, this is such a, a weird fringe thing, but this, Perception optics management team. So yeah, the Cardi B drops support or drops support for Biden over military aid to Ukraine and Israel. Wow. That's interesting.
1: I had no idea that she did that. Oh, it's, it's just a big bag of cats out there in the world right now. <laughs> it sure. <is>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like they can't do
1: anything without shooting themselves in the foot. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. Jeez. So, okay. Perception optics management team. So I, I was looking this up cause I've never heard of this term ever. And real, really. The, there's PR n- perception it's
1: management just, is PR.
0: That's all Public it really means. is. Um, there's nothing that I could find for this full phrase prior than what came out to this interview. So this is like a internal thing that they must be using. And it, you know, I mean, this dude, I mean,
1: he's a former okay. FBI agent, so. Yeah, so for, for just to explain this, right? A perceptions management and optics team could just be looking at her following as if it was another YouTube channel out there. Like mm-hmm. just just to show a relationship here. Like they could, for instance, target her followers by advertising to her audience you see what i mean like there yeah. are ways that that you can do that without actually u- utilizing the person right now there are also more direct ways where and peripheral ways where they are utilizing the person but it's more subtle and then some very direct ways but there's a lot of different things like if they're looking for that audience they're crunching numbers based off of her reach and all of this stuff and then figuring out how they can slip things in yeah and, and try to you know out, I mean, that's what they're looking for,
0: right. And to me, that's not even like, I, I mean, the, the, all sides are doing this, <laughs> you know, you know, you're finding, you're finding like who, wow. Okay. This person has a lot of reach. Um, you know, you just kind of reached out to him and there's, and and it, that could, it could be as simple as that. Just like, Hey, you know, um, we, we saw that you made this post, and would you would you mind like you know if you support this could you just like you know post this like for example the vote the vote dot org thing so you know and then uh, like hundreds of thousands of people signed up that's just crazy you know so that just shows and they know how much sway these celebrities have which is what we've seen all th- especially you know, over, over since 2000, prior to 2016, this is all that we're seeing are celebrities
1: like coming out. Taylor Swift is the holy grail of celebrities for something that the Biden administration wants to do or to communicate. That's it. It's really simple. It's like, if you're looking at a crowd that's going to listen to a particular celebrity, Taylor Swift's crowd is the strongest crowd on the planet.
0: Well, And you can look at this from an advertising perspective, right? So if I'm like, if I'm, if I have some kind of product that I want to promote, I mean, yes, I'm going to do everything I can to reach out to someone like Taylor Swift. You know, if I have, I mean, obviously it's going to cost a lot of money. Right. But I mean, this is
1: like, like, okay, but, but Ben, it's, it's more than that because right. If you're talking about Cardi B's crowd, like they're basically being trained through her music, to not care about anything, to not care about anything, not care about voting, not care about anything. Whereas Taylor Swift's crowd are like the main, kind of like more like the mainstream American that haven't been touched by that. Some of them are country, some of them are not. It's just every, like so many hundreds of millions of people. It's like Taylor Swift is the holy grail of celebrities out there right now. Yeah.
0: Lindsay, you wanted to chime in here? you have some kind of question?
3: Yeah. So I think one of the arguments um, that's kind of like blasting this topic right now is kind of like everyone says everything's a conspiracy theory. So my question for you guys is why why would it be necessary for there to be this kind of like concerted effort from the government when people like Taylor Swift and Elon Musk and all these figures, they have their opinions that are pretty strong already? Why would they have to be recruited or paid or asked to do anything when they clearly have these strong kind of opinions already. Even in her video, I think it's this one, she kind of like details pretty clearly how she just was very passionate about politics and feminist rights. And that's Mm. what caused her to be involved at all.
1: Mm, I don't I don't actually think that she could be targeted that directly. I just think they're looking at her audience and they're like, how can we reach them? And then they're trying to strategize all these different ways. Now she could have been approached. I don't have evidence of that. Right. But if you just look at the audience, it's like, that's what they're looking for. How do we reach that audience? What can we do to obtain that audience and get their attention? I think that's where this stuff comes more into play. Now, if we're if we're thinking about this and we're bringing this to the, the next degree, which is we're saying or we're we're imagining a uh, a government that will take it to that next level where they are contacting these actors or actresses. Well, of all of them, if you have a choice, are you going to contact Bradley Cooper or are you going to contact Taylor Swift? You're gonna contact Taylor Swift. If you're looking at the looking at this the way intelligence agencies may be looking at this, Taylor Swift is exponentially more valuable than someone like Bradley Cooper just oh, because 100%. of her pull and reach, right? Yeah. I think that's what we're talking about. Is not it's a probability thing, not right. We don't know if it's happening, you know. Right, right.
0: Well, I mean, and I think you can kind of look at like again, like the past few years, like through COVID, right? I mean, look how many celebrities. Came out during COVID. Make sure you wear your masks. You know, get your shots, and you know all this stuff. I mean, and and paid to do that. Yeah. <laughs> why? How? Why, why else would you have like, you know, them basically doing a commercial? Um. In fact, a lot of celebrities were on commercials too. You know, and it's I'm like yeah,
1: they're sure in- like when when guys like Robert Downey Jr. too go on a show and they're like eating bugs or they're talking about bugs and stuff like mm-hmm. they're. They're being put there almost as a spokesperson for whatever agenda that is. I don't even, who knows? Like they have contracts. These people have contracts and who knows what's said in these contracts in order. That, to
0: that's the deals. other thing too. I mean, some of these people, it may even go against their own morals or wishes of what they want to do, but it's like, you know.
3: So you guys are using Taylor Swift basically as an example. You're not even saying she could be involved in anything. It's more like, here's no. how the government uses what assets are available in yeah. front of them and what's smartest? Correct.
0: Right. Because I mean, okay, this perception optics management team, right? I mean, clearly, like Rob said, this is kind of a PR group that probably is working with some kind of agency that's specifically looking for different influencers that have a similar viewpoint of what they want to promote. And it could be as simple as just like, hey, you know, we, 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 um, we we saw you made this post. You know, we're just like here to reach out to you and like, what do you, is you would you need anything from us? Can we can we you know work together? Can we help you in some way? And it could just be as simple as that. It may not be like you know, here's a massive check or you know, would you like to work for the FBI? And that's how the media is like spinning this. The media is like, oh, you know, like everyone's saying she's like, you know, now like an FBI, CIA, Pentagon asset or something. And it's like, That's probably not the case. You know, it's probably a lot more simple than what everyone is is trying on both sides, both perspectives, right? (laughs) Because there's extreme on both sides. And really, it's probably just as simple as like, okay, there's this PR group that's reaching out to celebrities. And, you know, although, I mean, like Rob said, you know, she is the hottest celebrity right now in, in the world. So I can imagine that so many different organizations and groups would love for taylor swift to promote what they're doing and the
1: nfl no. loves that she's with what's yeah.
0: which is a whole another conspiracy right because there's a lot of um, conversation whether that's like arranged or if they're like truly together massive
1: massive views just yeah. because like they're going to close up on her and she's going to be upset about something you know that <laughs> went on or she's going to be really happy that what what's his name again? To, I can't even remember his name.
0: Um. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, that
1: it. he like scored or whatever it is. You know.
3: Who who are you looking for?
0: Travis. Um.
3: Kelsey. 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 It's
0: Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, w- like, I actually kind of getting on this topic. Um. Saw a post that you know what basically they were saying in this post that you obviously after the past few years of everything that is going on, because the NFL kind of went more extreme, you know, and following a lot of the other groups and stuff like that, they lost a lot of support. And so that's, this is where the controversy and the conspiracy comes in. It's like, okay, what can we do to bring more eyeballs to the NFL? Because we lost a lot. They lost a lot of money through the past few years because of, you know, what they've been supporting. Um, and so, Oh
1: man, I just realized something.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you bring in Taylor Swift and now, you know, she's dating Travis and there's a lot more younger people now watching NFL, especially
1: the chiefs because of this, you know, yeah, they get to see Taylor, you know, and her yeah. boyfriend. And it's like, it's Hollywood's like couple now that they're all focused on all the time. Right. Right. Exactly. And this is, you know, cause it's not too often that a star like this would date well and also yeah i know way too much about this i shouldn't even know about this like i don't even <laughs> this, but it's like because it was like related to football and stuff and i've been listening to so many people talk about it mm-hmm. like previous to this whole fiasco with dating this guy like she was only dating british guys and they were all like slightly effeminate i mean if we're being honest right and now you've got like this super manly football guy who doesn't really like is not really with her because of her money he's successful in his own right. Not that the others weren't either, but it's like, it's just a totally different situation. And so people are even more enamored with it than they were previous to whoever she was dating before, you know? Um, now one of the things that I just realized while you're talking Ben is like, based off of what I was saying before about, you know, her audience, that's so interesting about this. If you think about it, like the, the administration that's in there now has access to data that none of us have access to. Like, like they have access to data of what actually took place when they had that Cardi B interview. Like they were focused on all of these, like these actors, these actresses and these people that had a large following to try to help this administration get into the white house. And they saw the actual results that none of us are aware of.
0: Mm-hmm. And they saw how
1: bad it failed and now they're looking at they, they and they were focused on the opposite audience than Taylor Swift and now they're looking at Taylor Swift and they're like we need to go after her audience her audience is the one that could potentially get us the white house right yeah so so that this is another reason why i think they would be yeah. super focused on her audience or cool. trying to get the message out in terms of the perception to this audience. Well, this is marketing 101. Yeah. Right. I mean, it really it is. is. It's like really it really is. is. You you
0: you you have some kind of product that you want to promote. That's you find what's similar to your product, you know, who who your fan base is, who the fan base is, or who who the people are that you want to connect to uh that you that would purchase your product or you know whatever and it's like okay what are other people doing how can we utilize this market share and this this is is it's just a numbers game that's really all it is but totally so all right you guys we're gonna have to we're gonna get into a trailer we get back we're gonna talk more about this and also bring up the very when she kicked off her tour some of the weird stuff weird some some of the weird symbolism some of the other weird things that are going on um and the uh, and the mass amnesia that happened as well <laughs> sounds good
4: attention attention have you ever heard of the rivalry between coke and pepsi what have we told you that cola wars were just a big scam Ever heard about a certain U.S. president helping popularize Pepsi in the U.S.S.R.? Or are the Soviet Union paid the Pepsi company in warships? Why are candy and cola makers like Nestle, Coke, and Pepsi sponsoring health studies? Why do internal emails at Coca-Cola look like they've tried to influence the World Health Organization? Have you ever wondered why the obesity epidemic is getting worse, even though we know sugar is bad for us?
0: Well, Edge of Wonder isn't a health show. (laughs) No, it is not. not. And we already know we should be healthier. But what we found about the marketing manipulation behind our food products That you were never supposed to know.
1: Don't drink the Kool-Aid about the sugar industry, people. Pun intended. Ben and I are about to shock you by how little choice you really have in what you eat.
0: There's been a deliberate push for sugar on the world's citizens, and Rob and I are here to expose it. Today, we'll uncover the smoking gun sugar marketing that just may reveal how our behavior has been conditioned for generations.
1: So join us as we dive into the truth about the big food agenda that's been building and building and not just in your arteries. You won't believe what we found.
3: <laughs> hey guys, what are you guys? Uh, oh yeah, oh, go we, ahead, Lindsay. We had some people in the chat on Rise TV asking about um Travis Kelsey. And they were saying, well, he had a crush on her for years. There's all these videos and evidence of it. I they I just wanted to clear up that Rob wasn't saying the relationship isn't real, but that the marketing around it is being used differently for now. Sure.
1: These are the opportunist, opportunistic nice. mar- marketing. This is yeah. not like a, I don't think this is a I think they actually found one another. And it's it's like a weird couple that just happened. Yeah. Well, or, or or even like contracts too, that exists, but I don't think this is personally, but that's, yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, I think at these celebrity status, you know, I, I can imagine it would be hard trying to date, right? Because you're constantly in the limelight, anybody, and then it's like, you know,
1: Dude, she's, she found a guy that actually treats her like a woman for the first time in her life.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's it's well, like
1: opening doors for her and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> her. She's like, wow, this is what it's like to have a guy actually like take care of me. Like me. Oh,
0: right. Know? Well, and the other factor is, I mean, even, even if it is true that they were kind of brought together, it really wouldn't be that hard. You don't, you don't have to make a contract. You're just like, oh, Hey, by the way, you know, um, this, you know, this, guy this football player really likes you you know and you want to think about it or whatever why don't you guys go on a date or just meet each other and you know we'll go there we're going to be at this event he's going to be there we'll introduce you guys you know and, and it's just literally be as simple as that you know you don't have to like i i i think there
1: you know I, okay i have a i have a good question for you yeah who has a bigger or Equal size audience to Taylor Swift on this planet. Um,
0: look for better or for worse, maybe Trump.
1: That's it. No, you, that's it. That's what I realized while we were on break. Is I was like, oh they wish that Biden had an audience that was like exactly like hers because it would be the, it would be like the counter to the, um, like think about all the people That's that true. show up at stadiums whenever Trump shows up yeah. anywhere. And he's a political opponent. Like this is a very formidable person. I mean, we just had that guy. What Vivek is that his name? Um, the, the, the Indian guy. What what's his name again? He just dropped out and he gave it over to um, Trump. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't really happen very often that you see a political like uh, camp a guy on a campaign basically giving it up like Ron DeSantis never done that did that. You know what I mean? I, I think know. he knows. Yeah, it was Vivek. I think he knows that, um, <laughs> hey, look, you know, he's y- a lot younger than Trump. He knows what he like. He just he did what he what he needed to do. I mean, everyone looked at that move and they were like, this is a really smart guy. Like he's probably going to be good for 2028 if the um, if America is still standing at that point, because I mean, geez, it's crazy.
0: That's an excellent point, because this is this is another thing, too. I mean, in in, I I mean, obviously, right now, if I was the Biden administration, right, I, I would be getting everybody that I know together to brainstorm about what, what can we do? Right. We're, we're in a situation here. What can we utilize? And I, and this is pro, I mean, like I can imagine they were just somebody taking a whiteboard and just writing down names and saying like, okay, so-and-so contact this person, contact this person just to see where they are, to see if they, if they do support Biden, you know, that's great. See if they can just do something and it could just literally just be something like this. Some type of endorsement. Yeah, it doesn't have to be this like massive plot where you recruit this person and they're a part of like this whole government organization. I mean, it could just like a
1: blackmailing or whatever. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it could just be very, very simple. I mean, granted, I believe these things are happening probably with some celebrities, especially when you look at like, you know, Epstein's Island and whatnot. And then it's a whole different level we're talking about, you know, but this is just I, I think this is a little bit more lighter in this regard this isn't i don't think there's this massive like plot you know and uh, like how the media is trying to spend this is it just you know I'm, i'm i'm i can i bet anything this is exactly what the biden administration is doing right now i mean they just had on tv it just showed one of the places that's completely covered in snow and there were still people waiting outside for um trump to speak you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is crazy you know i mean on um, you're just probably not going to see that too much on this biden's end so. video
1: is really interesting where this woman claims to have gone to school with with taylor yes we got to look at that that's
0: yeah so the this is interesting Let's see Lindsay's gonna i think bring this up in a minute just yeah. Post article. Yeah, she, she says, I went to the same high school as Taylor. We grew up in the same town. And I mean, she's kind of talking about some of the other quote unquote conspiracies revolved around her, but yeah, we can, I think this is a little longer. We can play a little bit of this. Oh, it's only a minute. Okay, cool. So in
1: 2006, I'm a freshman in high school. Taylor
2: is, I think a junior. Um, teardrops on My Guitar had just come out, I think, over the summer. Um, obviously, she got really big, and that's the year that she left school. She was homeschooled um, in 2006. Something you need to know about Hendersonville High School when she first started becoming super successful is that most
3: people hated her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like making it into. Well, they probably were jealous of her.
0: Yeah, I think that's the main. I'm
1: sure, thing. it wasn't. I think I think it was hate born of jealousy, probably. Yeah. That's what
3: the rest of the article says.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like somebody becoming that successful, right? And then everyone else is like, "Where did she go to school? It was a, somewhere down south, Tennessee, right?" Yeah. Yeah, you've got a bunch of toothless wonders down there in Tennessee that are like, "Wow, she's becoming super famous," and they're just getting jealous. I mean
0: there was actually there was a i was in freshman at my school and there was a, a senior and she quit school because she became dorothy on in the wizard of oz on broadway in new york city so I'll um, do it. yeah you know and uh, like that was kind of like I, and and most people were like you know super excited because they're like oh my gosh like Somebody from our school is now famous, you know, (laughs) but um, like while we are in high school, you know, it's a little different,
1: like outside after high school, you know, but honestly, uh, I have to say like that little report we just brought up. Shame Mm -hmm. on you, New York Post, for even putting that up. It was like, they're just honing in on the, oh, they, everybody hated Taylor Swift part without actually explaining what really went on. Yeah. (laughs) Like like you're literally, that was the most clickbaity article you ever could have put up. Like you just lost a bunch of points. (laughs) It's like, don't make news like that. Like, you know, with the we do mystery stuff and we're constantly looking for like the best information, but we're not going to like reach just to get clicks. Like we usually try to find really fascinating stuff and present it. We don't just like tell you something crazy for the sake of it, just because like, it wouldn't work if we did that.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, Lindsay, I I she was asking me about a link for this one. This is, this was just uh, on a website that I found for, for what she said, but because um, the the concept of religion has come up multiple times for Taylor. Sorry, my camera's on blurry, especially when you look at the past, And, um, you know, Ben, I feel like
1: you're in a dream right now. (laughs) There we go. Okay. You were, you were just in a Taylor Swift music video for a second. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to show that on rise TV actually,
0: and kind of break down some of the, there is some weird Saturn symbolism. Oh yeah. All these
1: directors that do these music videos are all the same directors and then they put in their stuff and the artists don't even have any choice.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So she said, I grew up in a household where faith was always present. Taylor once said in an interview with the Tennessean, she said, "My mom would take me to church every Sunday. We prayed before every meal. It was just this routine that we had." And you know, it's like her music was very innocent and pure in the beginning. And I, I think that w- whatever is going on in her music, or whatever symbolism, kind of like what you said, you know, it's kind of it's a lot. It has to do with record labels and. How, How so much of this crap is out
1: of their control. Yeah, it
0: really a lot of it is. And, and actually, and like, kudos. Know, yeah.
4: Kudos
1: to Taylor Swift for re recording all of her previous album stuff and putting it on new albums just to give it to the man. Like yeah, because that's actually the smartest thing I
0: think she did. Because her... um yeah, I mean, like you you basically are signing away your life when you when you
1: when you are yeah. When you go to a label take advantage of all of that, I think she yeah, made like three bucks did. off of that first album. Cause they took it all. It was like something yeah. ridiculous like that. And she was like, well, I'll just rewrite it all. And then my fans who love me are going to, you know, buy yeah. what I'm asking them to buy. I, I
0: remember, um, when I was working in the music store, I was, we were, we were talking about this and like an average CD. The artist would make about 10 cents per CD. The rest of it goes to the label. I feel
1: like that sounds like YouTube. Yeah, you you, said you you have a million views, and you're lucky if you make yeah. like a thousand bucks. Or and like something.
0: recently, Weird Iankovic, he was making fun of uh, Spotify. He's like, "Oh, I had two hundred million views, like you know, total." He's like, "Thank you. That that comes to eight dollars. I'll go buy myself a sandwich now <laughs>
1: for real." <laughs> no, this is like exactly this is the BS that's out there right now. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so. The song we're going to get into later, the song Karma, which is so, you know, it's interesting reading that and then seeing the lyrics of this song. And she's saying, because karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a god. Karma is a breeze in my hair on the weekend. Karma is a relaxing thought. Aren't you envious for that? For you, it's not. Sweet like honey. Karma is a cat purring in my lap because it loves me. Flexing. (laughs)
1: Like i told you movie.
0: man her lyrics are the weirdest
1: lyrics in the world seriously me and karma vibe I can't like with her lyrics
0: dude it's it, it's you can
1: see my this. pennies made your crown like it's just i don't know yeah I, this... get what she, I get the i get the the story she's telling here but it's just her lyrics are weird
0: yeah i agree and she then oh wait about...
1: I, I found this out today did you know that that super duper famous Rihanna song? Um what is it? Um Lightning or whatever. This is what you came for. Light lightning strikes every time she moves. That one. If I heard know it, maybe it's I'll like know. Rihanna's most famous, famous song. Okay. I, I probably wouldn't. Taylor Swift heard. wrote that. No way. Way. And really? her, she's even singing some of that in there. It's he, it was when she was dating Calvin Harris, and then he gave it to Rihanna. Taylor wanted Rihanna to sing it. That's wow. power, man. Oh, that's Rihanna even accepted that. It's crazy.
0: Well, I mean, that one thing is kudos for Taylor Swift for making her own music. You know, because a lot of these artists don't make their own music anymore. They're just brought in, and and true. they have a whole team producing um, the beats and. You know what? You're right. Ben. The melodies.
1: You're right. I'll give her a pass on her really strange lyrics just because of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hundred percent true. I mean, like, um, I, I, Shakira is one of them, you know, a lot, a lot of her musics or a lot of the songs that she's created are, um, you know, they've, it's like you have, I mean, this is, When you're at that level of fame, you bring, you want to bring in the most talented musicians you can bring in, you know, to create music for you. And that's, that's usually what happens for a lot of these people, which is another reason why they don't own the music because it's like, well, we created it. You're just really singing it. So that's another, that's another way of how record labels keep the music. But I know that
1: point you were making about Spotify. Yeah. 1 million views on YouTube translates to $5,000, which is nothing, dude. Like that's nothing. Wait
0: on Spotify. No, no, no. On YouTube. YouTube.
1: But like we were talking about how little these like platforms actually give people. So you'd have to get, you'd have to get 10, 10 million views in one month would generate $50,000, which is like not a lot of money. If you have a big business, like if you have a business where you're trying to like, actually make a difference and like make good content or whatever, you Yeah, know? it's like,
0: well, to, to put that in perspective, which sounds like a lot, you're like, Oh my gosh, that does sound like a lot. Right. But that's 10 million views is dear yeah.
1: impossible to get. Uh, yeah. You know, but but
0: that's, of- that's only you only as a content creator, you're only getting about between two to 7%, 10%. If you're like doing something with finance, maybe, maybe 10%. But realistically, I think when we were on YouTube, we were getting like six or seven, which was actually really high. Um, most people are only getting like 4% of all the revenue coming in. So and then when you start thinking about, you know, you're it's like. And that's why I mean, that sounds like a lot, but that's only 4% of, <laughs> of. Yeah, the rest of it, you know, so YouTube's getting all of that money. So it is kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, all right. So this amnesia thing, you know, I was kind of looking into this to see where this started and time magazine of all places were the ones that really kind of broke this story. And they interviewed a few different people that seem
1: to have this, um, Uh,
0: post-concert amnesia is what they're calling it
1: what are they like too excited and they just like get all worked up and can't remember anything or they think they're being drugged or something
0: well that's what we'll get into so why don't we're going to show a trailer and then we're going to answer that question
5: (laughs) (laughs) what's really on the other side what's the meaning of life are angels and demons real Well, what if there were people who actually knew the answers? From George Foreman to Ozzie and Sharon to people you've never even heard about near-death experiencers are everywhere but some of their stories come right from the depths of hell and the highest planes of heaven. How do millions of people suddenly go from lives of anger, hate, or debauchery to seeing miracles and bringing joy to the world. You won't find these mind-blowing stories in any textbooks. Let's take a glimpse into the great beyond itself in Near-Death Experiences, Part Three, Hollywood, Heaven and Hell, only on edgeofwonder.tv.
0: Which so you is guys now all of rise.
3: that. TV.
1: What? What?
3: Which is now rise.tv. True. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was
1: the old edgewonder.tv trailer. Mm-hmm. But uh all of this content that we're showing you guys in our trailers is on rise.tv. And that is the number one way that you guys can support our work in order to keep us going. So if you like what we're doing and you feel like you can spare a couple of coffees this month and you know throw us a bone, we'd appreciate it helps us keep the lights on and keep going and uh, and it gives you really quality ben jokes that he's putting right now into the live chat i can tell you. <laughs> That is true. We
0: always have these dad jokes.
1: I always know when you're when you're composing a dad joke because of the expression on your face <laughs> and like the satisfaction you have hitting <laughs> the button like, I can tell that you yeah. sent a dad joke out. This is not I'm yeah. not kidding right now. I'm not trying to be funny. Like, I, I, I bet you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, everyone tries to outwit each other in the chat. That's what's funny about it. I
1: would <laughs> hardly call dad jokes wit. i <laughs> does take I some... need to correct you right there.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Actually, I was saying I was hanging out with some people and I made some comment and they're like, wow, it was really. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of known for dad jokes. It's kind of funny. Um, Anyway, Taylor Swift, amnesia. Yeah. So, hey, what's what yeah. So, okay. So a lot of people have expressed that after they attended their concert, her concert, they just couldn't remember a lot that happened during it. And like one one woman said that if I didn't see the five minute video that my friend took of me jamming to, you know, at the concert, I probably would have told everyone that it didn't happen. Some people have a, were were having a hard time remembering what songs she played. Um, she like someone else said, it felt like an out of body experience, as though it didn't really happen to me. Yet I know it did because my bank account took a nine hundred and fifty dollar hit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the one, then, number one way you'll remember right there
0: yeah and people were asking like why is this happening and then i don't know that time magazine interviewed this psych- psychologist who basically said this is like due to sensory overload you know and there's a lot of people out there that that saying that there's just some conspiracy in her songs that are making people have amnesia I mean, there's definitely some weird things going on on stage. Now we will kind of get into that here. Um, and I, I mean, they were giving different examples of this, uh, like for, for like one, I think one example was that, you know, it, it was, it says it can happen when you're like in a highly emotional state, like getting married, for example, they said often some people can't remember their first dance or, who was
1: there at their wedding or, you know, whatever Really normal, but not remembering someone filming you and you jamming out in a certain way and it not even sparking a memory. That's weird.
0: I would say so too. Yeah.
1: But you know, like, when was- even, even stuff that happened like years and years ago, if somebody shows a video of me doing it, I'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember that. Or like, actually, although I have to say like we've done so many videos now, if I go back and watch an edge of wonder, episode sometimes i'll listen to the jokes i'm i'm making and i'll start laughing and i'll be like that was a good one because i don't remember (laughs) making it
0: yeah i i mean it's we've made so many but i think this is kind of this is kind of different right we've been doing this for five years now right and it's like there's so many things that we're constantly researching and moving on to a next topic where it's like oh yeah that's right we made a video about this you know but i mean this is like a day after the concert and you can't remember i mean okay i have to admit there are times I've been to concerts where I'm like, wow, like, I, I, like I'm trying to remember all the songs that they played, you know, but then when I see a set list, I can like think back like, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. They played all these songs. You know, I, I remember this. Right. But sometimes it's like you may not know a song as well as some other ones, or you like other songs more than others, you know? And, um, I mean, I'm kind. Of, I've been to so many concerts that I'm kind of reflecting back. But you know, now it's been like I'm trying. If you're trying to remember it after a year, then it's like okay, I, I don't
1: really remember all the songs they played. But it's been a year, right?
0: I think That's what's so strange about, about
1: watching it a few days later and being like, I don't remember my myself doing. Yeah, it. or or drug like like episode or the very
0: next day. Or, yeah, I mean, unless these people are ho- are so hysterical about being but- there and seeing her. you're just like oh my gosh oh my gosh and you're just like totally out of your mind and you're just not thinking about anything
1: i mean that but that's a possibility too or have you been drinking because like there's lots of alcohol at these things like were you drinking too much do you not remember it like what's going on that could be too you know there's a lot of things
3: have you guys heard of Beetle mania
1: yes that's kind of what i was
0: thinking about yeah what was that
3: again Lindsay? Like when the yeah. Beatles would come out and thousands and thousands of female fans would scream and faint and like have these really extreme reactions, yeah, I remember. They, would, they would almost not act rationally
0: mm-hmm. and that that's kind of where I think and Elvis was the same way some of the Elvis
1: fans would say this, which thing. by the so, way, was, you know, allegedly one of these agents. Yes, he was going to meet Nixon. He wanted to work this out. He was blaming the Beatles for all kinds of like bad, you know, press to the United States. And he liked his country and he was kind of like, how can I help boys? (laughs) And I mean, it it was known that he wanted to
0: be like, he wanted to work for the FBI. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like a uh, that wasn't a conspiracy. Like, you he know, made it known that he wanted to do more things related to this.
1: If I ever get like really famous. You'll know it because I'll have a haircut like that and collars like that, and it'll be like normal. <laughs> <laughs> like, he looked great, you know, when he first came out, like, you know, mm-hmm. a little a handsome guy. And then all of a sudden you just got like really crazy, like Liberace crazy. <laughs> that is true
0: well one thing okay going back to taylor swift one thing that is really weird is how she kicked off her tour i don't know if you you saw this rob lindsey can you pull up maybe, this article maybe not. um it's just a all right let me let me show you before we i even say what it is just go to the photo yeah there you go oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is how she kicked off the tour um,
1: Ugh.
0: and some, some media are saying it was a response to Kim Kardashian. Who oh, called her, be true. she called her a snake and on social media. And so that, and there's a whole I bunch of, I never understood corers. the,
1: the fight Kardashian and, and Kanye had with her all those, yeah. those times. Okay. Well, I don't get it. Which I, the thing is, it's like, it's like, I'm not a snake. I'm a King Cobra. Like God, that's so understand. such a swifty thing to do. Okay. I just
0: don't understand. Like why have these things, you know, I mean, you're, you're just creating pop music. You don't need to have all this like weird, strange, just have lights and yeah. yeah.
1: Fluffy, you're fluffy speak, stuff. You're, you're speaking as a rational person. I think <laughs> there's, you know, stuff going on behind the scenes we're not aware of, you
3: know? She was trying to kind of reclaim that because after um, she was accused of being the one who was at fault in that argument, she's saying it ruined her career and she had to move out of the country and she would disappeared for like an entire year at least. So then when she came back and people understood, finally, she was using this symbolism to kind of show, you know, she didn't fall from being called a snake.
0: It's like I, instead it's like embracing it, I guess. You could look at it that way. It's a 30 foot yeah. giant cobra
1: one of the re- well, this is just you know if you look into this stuff and you're on TikTok and you see these videos come up you'll find that people think that Taylor Swift is some sort of like a part of some sort of like Dionysus group do you know who Dionysus was ben yeah actually
0: the, and to be honest this is a real thing this yeah. is uh, a lot of rock stars are
1: part of this Dionysus group and... Dionysus was like a uh like I can't remember what god in Greek Mm -hmm. it was like. Okay. Yeah. God of wine, right? Vegetation and partying, basically. So, so back in the day, the Greeks would have these like crazy, crazy Dionysus parties. Yep. And uh, they would get all drunk and probably have some, you know, inappropriate behavior of all different kinds in these parties. If you catch my.
0: And um, to be honest, they thought Jim Morrison was the reincarnation of Dionysus
1: probably was no
0: no i it's a yeah. hundred th- this is what the rock stars actually believe and that then there's like a another reincarnation of dionysus and that's what they've been looking for and this is like a big thing within the rock star community and it, it's it's massive in it hollywood funny.
1: that was another guy where if you if you like hear people in the high school just in high, his high school describing him they were like this dude couldn't do anything like he was a nobody like well how did i think like they say it was because his daddy was like uh powerful that he ended up getting himself you know
0: well the head. whole conspiracy his dad was like part of the C- I i well, i don't know if it was the cia
1: or one of the agencies anyway yeah i'm glad the episode went this way this is a fun conversation
0: yeah me too and speaking okay so there's another weird conspiracy about taylor swift is that Zena, I think her name is Zena Levey. She's uh, Anton
1: oh, That's Anton leve's uh, uh, daughter. daughter.
0: Yeah, and I, I actually want to debunk this one. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are talking about this. Lindsay, can you can you show these photos? And a lot of people in this community are bringing. I mean, this they don't is look I, the same at all. They they kind of do, you know. And some people yeah, are but- like. Ben, hey, if, you, if I put is, a
1: wig on you with red lipstick, you'd look like this. Like th- this is the other thing too. R-
0: like okay, and, and uh, w- makeup, right? It's really yeah. easy to. I mean, look at how many videos are on TikTok.
1: Yeah, but not exactly the same. Like this is no, no, no. That, a, that's a what that's woman. what
0: I Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, look how many videos are on TikTok of women that are just normal looking, and then they put on makeup and it totally i mean they can be anybody they want to be if you if, if there's professional makeup artists and you can they can make you look like anybody which is why so many celebrities look very similar like can so you pull that people. image
1: back up Lindsay? okay it's, this this woman on the left which is leve yes look at that top left image like this chick is up to some devious things like right. Taylor, like at least looks like a normal human. You can like see the look in her eye and there isn't like that weird stuff behind there.
0: Right. And yeah. also, these are just a few images of LeVay. When you, when you look what? at what that, it's <laughs> like this is a woman being Robert oh. Downey Jr. This is actually a woman.
1: Yeah. Okay. I can see them like yes. they did all this makeup and it looks yes. exactly like RDJ. Right. Got it.
0: So this is what I mean. Like professional makeup artists are professional because they can make you look like anybody. So that's why I, I don't think that there's like this conspiracy that she's a clone or something. I mean, it could just be that. I don't think so. This is just like a.
1: Those. They look so different to me. Like their face, their features are different.
0: Yeah. Not, I I don't think that. I don't think there's anything to this one um but anyway it's just it, 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 it a lot of people are, are sharing this and it's like honestly you can look at a lot of female white female celebrities that are kind of like will have a similar look and you could line them all up and they all look very similar and and a lot of them do get plastic surgery a lot of them have their nose done um you know i don't know if taylor swift ever did but it's a very common thing in hollywood entertainment industry to have your nose done, even just a little tiny bit and your cheeks just a little bit. You know, not like a whole facial done, just slightly. And that's another reason why everyone looks the same because everybody wants the same lips. Everybody wants the same nose.
1: Hey Lindsay, can you pull that picture of RDJ back up with the makeup? So Ben, this is a woman. Would you ever want to come home to this? <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't think so. I'm just it's, kidding. That's crazy. <laughs>
0: It's great job, by the way. It's
1: amazing makeup. But you're yeah, airing yeah. me.
0: Yeah, really. Um. Okay. Uh. We don't. Okay. So we're, we're over on rise. We, we're definitely gonna break down her, a little bit of her video, um, and some other things that are going on. But one thing, you know, we're gonna kind of sh- shift gears. It, it music from the past. You know, th- this is something I started thinking about looking at Taylor Swift and what's coming out in the music today in this world and it's like wow you know music from the 60s and 70s really shaped our culture i mean they changed laws they 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 inspired so many groups and movements and all this stuff and now we're we're just not seeing it as much you know and and you have people like taylor swift that could really write a national anthem and this is why i would think I mean, like I said, it doesn't matter if you're in advertising or some company promoting something, CIA, White House, whatever, you know, it's like, wow, if someone like Taylor Swift wrote a song about our cause, like, wouldn't that be amazing, (laughs) right? Sure. And and I think that's where, you know, a lot of this also kind of stems from. But anyway, I was kind of like thinking back about in history, mostly from the 60s, 70s, a little bit in the 90s. About like music that really inspired generations. And so I, I came up with a list of like 10 different songs. And like the first one is, um, like People Get Ready by the Impressions. This was, uh, nas- this was added to the National Registry in 2015. It was chosen as the unofficial anthem for the civil rights movement, um, by Martin Luther King Jr. So that was a great know, song. It was a great song yeah um then we have um the this one see i remember this one growing up fortunate son by credence Clearwater revival oh yeah and this was a very powerful this was like really one of the first anti-war songs that really um inspired so much because it's all about like oh i'm not i don't have like a you know, I'm not like a politician's son. So therefore I'm going to get drafted by the military because this is during the Vietnam war, you know, right. Um, give peace a chance by, you know, John Lennon and John or uh, Yoko Ono, however you feel about them. This song definitely changed things too. Um,
1: there was so much of the, of the, the nonsense going on right now around all of this stuff that was happening during that time as well. Yeah. Yeah. And previous to this. So it's like, you know, a lot of people don't think that we were being controlled as much back then, but actually people were just a lot more sleepy about what was going on. I mean, look at everything that happened to food in the seventies.
0: That's true too. Yeah. You look Mm -hmm. at
1: that. I mean, we were being very highly manipulated all through the 1900s mm-hmm. and people are just starting to catch on now. And that's what's different about today. I mean, look that's at, true. yeah, I think I feel like I know what's going on with that music and why there haven't been in, there hasn't been any good music recently. We can talk about that on rise if you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we will. Yeah. To kind of go. I mean, I don't know if you want to take, go through some of these. I was just real quick, like war. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, war by Ed, Edwin Starr. Edwin Starr's the man. Yeah, this is 20, was, 20 this... miles
1: great. I <laughs> am. Yeah, this
0: is such a great song. Um what is it good for? You know, absolutely nothing like these are these are like yeah. great songs. Like Blowing in the Wind is another one. Yeah. Um and Peter Paul and even though it was written by Bob, Bob Dylan, Peter Paul and Mary made it kind of like the um made it famous. And yeah. it was also anti an anti-war song and um. It also talks about uh, segregation and racism in it as well. And for what it's worth, is the other one that I would kind of uh, relate to by Fort Fortunate Son, Buffalo Springfield. Mm-hmm. It was another one of the anti-war, you know. And then get together by the Young Bloods. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another song. Um, I mean, a lot of these are like anti-war songs, but you know they they really like. Or, or promoting peace, you know, during this time. But we're just not seeing this. You know, you're not seeing much of no, this. No, one, no, no no, one's one.
1: allowed. Dude, no one's allowed. Yeah. Dude. That's the thing.
0: Um. Oh, or, okay. Then, not okay. Sure. So one of the more newer ones, you know, I, I can definitely say, like, smells like teen spirit. You know, I mean, for better or for worse, this totally changed music today. It didn't have
1: a really strong message behind it though
0: no and that's what kurt cobain actually he he felt that the more like the record executives and big media corporations were using his song to push this like agenda and then people just grabbed onto it and he just felt like it wasn't even that great of a song and nirvana actually like refused to play it towards the end because yeah it was just too much and then ones okay the one song i can honestly say that has changed a lot.
1: A lot of things is the Richmond North of Richmond by this. And this guy, the important thing to note here is that this guy wrote this and, and performed it. No deals, nothing. And it went viral on its own. This is the only yeah. way to get big now.
0: Yeah. And um, it beat Taylor Swift on billboards number one for quite a while. So um Yeah. And I, I think it also gave independent musicians hope too. Like, wow, you know, there is an audience out there. And 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 he even says like his song is nonpartisan. It's not about the left or right. It's just you know, it's it's about life control. Everyone likes it. Yeah, that's why well, you have
1: everyone out there all over yeah. Instagram and TikTok being like, how come people don't write songs like that anymore? It's because they don't get press. It's because yeah the it's because the the people that are looking for That's music it. are not after those types of people they're after trashy people that are going to break you know the values in across the world not even just in this country a lot of people are like very focused on just america it's not just about america this is like the values across the world mm-hmm. are being assailed by this stuff
0: yeah, exactly. And like someone in the chat brought up Tom McDonald too. And I I thought about him yeah, as well. He's done all of that himself. Yeah, he's done. He's also done all of that it himself, you know. But I'm just thinking about like popularity, like really how it changed society. And, you know, these songs really did that. So, well, you guys, we're going to go to Rise TV. We're going to talk about the Karma Saturn symbolism video from Taylor Swift. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And, um, and show some weird symbolism in it. And then also we're going to do, uh, your, your questions, the Q and a that you have in our chat. And of course we're going to end with a meditation slash prayer. So, um, so be sure to join us on rise TV for just 1299 a month, 12, 1299 a month. Yes. Of course, support what we do. That way we can keep doing what we're doing and bring you the truth that the censors don't want you to hear. We have a two week trial of rise TV for just 97 cents. So if you do go to rise.tv slash trial, you can join us for two weeks for just 99 cents. And, um, yes. So if you, if you are subscribed, come over and we'll jump into the video for your questions it's
1: been great hanging with all of you guys and uh hopefully we'll see you over there on rise.tv
5: you've heard about cursed objects you've heard about cursed places what if the stories were real king tut's tomb Macbeth. The Omen The Hope Diamond Curses have fascinated us throughout time But what if there's more to it? Some legends are just too crazy to ignore Join Ben Solo as he uncovers the creepy And the weirdest top curses in history Maybe omens and jinxes aren't so superstitious after all